Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. There is a word from the Lord this morning, too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. Mm. There to sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. All my cares are past. Home at last, ever to rejoice. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. I want to read 13 and 14 if I can. 13 and Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Y'all got me looking again. Make sure I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Y'all hold on. Wait a minute. Let me get a tissue for my eyeballs real quick. <laughs> Lord, hold on. Second Chronicles. Hallelujah. Chapter 7. Chapter 7. I want to read verses 13 and 14. Now, we've been here for a minute. Amen. Second Chronicles, chapter 7. Verse 14. We're going to be here for a minute, too. We're going to be here through, through Thanksgiving. All right? So just put put a put a piece of something in your Bible. Bookmark the verse in your in your in your phone. Because we're gonna be hanging out here for a little while. Second Chronicles chapter seven. I'm gonna read verses thirteen and fourteen. It says, When I shut up the heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. Verse fourteen reads, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then, somebody say then, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. There's a title for this message today. The title is Be Humble. Look at somebody say, Be Humble. Type it in the screen. Say, be humble. Be humble. In 2018, there was a gentleman. I'm going to miss some of y'all with this, but I don't mind it. In 2018, there was a gentleman who released a song in the springtime of that year called Humble. And it was a song, a rap song that was communicated from the words of this gentleman who was a now who is now a popular music artist and he commuted just communicated just a couple of words in his chorus be humble <laughs> y'all know it sit down <laughs> the, the words of the chorus his name is Kendrick Lamar yeah. and the words of the chorus were be humble sit down now, 
There are some words in here that we do not condone as Christian believers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise his high holy name. But the words of the song, be humble, sit down, were so catchy in the, with the beat. It was so catchy that you have people walking down the street talking about some, be humble, sit down. Looking at their friends saying, be humble, sit down. Fights were fought because somebody was trying to get in somebody's face and they was like, be humble. <laughs> It's funny to me. Sit down. Because people were trying to get all big in their chests. Man, be humble. <laughs> Sit down somewhere. And this, this, this song was written because this gentleman by the name of Kendrick Lamar. Now, we feel like the music was influencing something negative. But the song was written because this gentleman by the name of Kendrick Lamar wanted to call black men to take an introspective look Amen. at our positional power. Yes. Hello. Kendrick Lamar wrote this song because he wanted black men to stop blaming others for what we didn't have. Say amen, somebody, please. And to take an introspective look, black men, to take an introspective look at our positional power. And we've done our best, he said, to... Use that power to get women, and to get money, and to flex and to floss. <laughs> Y'all know those words? All right, I'm trying to. <laughs> we got a couple audiences here. Hallelujah. We, <laughs> to flex and to floss in ways that they felt as though they would get street credit. Kendrick Lamar was calling a culture to come back to our roots. Remember where our grandparents brought us from and to be humble and to sit down. Solomon developed, he built a whole temple for the children of Israel. I'm getting back to the Bible now. Come on with me and run. Solomon built a whole temple for God. It was something that his daddy wanted to do, but he wasn't able to do. And so on his deathbed, his dad told Solomon, David, the king, told Solomon, his son, I want you to build a house for the Lord. And here are the instructions. Solomon went into prayer, and he got instructions, specific instructions from God, measurements and such, materials and such. And he pulled all those things together. He told the people of God what to do and how to do it. And he pulled all the resources together. And then they built this huge temple for the Lord. It was a beautiful edifice. It's actually still beautiful today. It was destroyed and rebuilt in accordance to biblical, um, biblical in, in, an instruction. And when that temple was rebuilt and the people of God saw what they had done with the work of their own hands, they looked and they said, wow, we're awesome. Look what we just did. That's nice. <laughs> that was my tree and my farm right there. My ox brought that. My daddy has some gold in his backyard, and we built the table of showbread. <laughs> and they looked at all of the things that they were able to build 
in accordance to God's instruction. And they started to get a little prideful. Come on, church. They started to look at the things that God instructed them to do, and they saw that they had done it, and they started to get a little prideful. (laughs) My grandma would say they started to get a little too big for their britches. And they looked and they said, huh, that temple is really, really nice. I bet if we wanted to do it again, we could. I bet if we wanted to raise more money, we could. I bet if God told us to do something else, we'd be able to do that too. And they started, instead of looking at what God had done through them, they started to look at what they did with their own hands. Instead of allowing God to call them back to what God did through them, they decided to look at the deeds that they, I'm sorry, the deeds that they burned. No, they didn't burn any deeds. We did that. Oh, <laughs> we, we did that. I'm sorry. They, oh, I'm sorry. They started to look at the beautiful paint over the last 55. Oh, I'm sorry. They started to try to figure out how all those chicken dinner sales. (laughs) Y'all got me out here now. Or did I do it to myself? They started to walk down the block and say, what can we do with all of that? Mm. We did this. So we should use it for what we want to use it. Ah, wait, wait, wait. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. We're not walking down the street yet. Hold on. Hold on. Slow down. We did this. We built this in 55 years. Look what. We uh, have done. Now look what the Lord has done. Look what we have done. Just like Kendrick Lamar called black men back to their roots. If I have an assignment today, my assignment is to call the church, hallelujah, back to our roots. The word humble means having or showing modest or low a low estimate of one's own importance. Now there's a difference, and as I was trying to figure out, I have gone like 15 different directions in this message, and I feel like this is where the Lord wants us. As I was trying to figure out in prayer what we were supposed to talk about, it's very simple. God wants us to be reminded that we have opportunity. We actually have authority to go to God in prayer. Amen, somebody. We have the opportunity. We actually have the authority to go to God in prayer. We have the right to take everything that we need to the throne of grace and know that God hears us when we pray. The Bible says in John chapter, in the first John chapter five, verse 14. Now, this is the confidence 
that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I've got to take my time because we ain't got no Bible study this week, so we might be past 1030. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What does that mean? That means when you go to God in prayer, you have the right, you have the responsibility, and you have the authority to know that when I talk to my God, my God's ear is bent in my direction. He hears the cries of my heart. Before I can even form words out of my mouth. Hallelujah. He knows what I need before I have a chance to ask him for what I need. It is my right and it is my responsibility to take everything to the Lord in prayer. But the hard part about that is your posture, saints. You have a right and you have responsibility. But God is not calling us to understand our rights and our responsibilities from a position of arrogance. God is calling us to understand our rights and our responsibilities from a position of confidence. Confidence is different than arrogance. Arrogance is when someone exaggerates or disposes an exaggerated worth or importance of their own self. Confidence is a feeling of showing that you are self-assured. Those are the words that the dictionary says. What I heard the Lord say is arrogance says I deserve it. Confidence says I know I will have it. Ah, hallelujah. Arrogance says give it to me. Confidence says Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Arrogance asks, what took you so long? Confidence says, I'm going to wait here patiently. Arrogance says, I told them, but confidence says, I heard them. Hello, somebody. The difference is simple. When you go to God in prayer, you can go with directions for God to do what you want God to do, or you can go with expectation that God will give you everything that you need. It's a subtle difference, a very subtle difference, but it means the world to your faith. You can go to God with arrogance and say, Lord, thank you. I'm here in prayer. You told me that this is what you would do. You would hear me when I prayed, and this is what I want. How many of us pray like Here I am, Lord. This is what I want. I know you hear me, so why aren't you giving me? Here I am, Lord. This is what I need. So you told me that you would give me everything that I need, the desires of my heart. Here's my desire. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Why am I still waiting? My God, we have got become stubborn, spoiled brats in the spirit. 
And our stubbornness and our spoiledness has gotten us to the place where we believe that the confidence that we have in God to hear us means that we can demand from God whatever we want. But God said he would hear us from heaven if we were humble. Humble. That means you know God has all power and you submit to his power. That means you know God has all authority and you submit to his authority. You know that if you're sick, there's a reason why he wants to get glory out of your tribulation. Bible says it this way. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11. And we started here. I think we're going to end here. If there was anyone who had the right to be arrogant, it was that man named Jesus. There was anyone in all of creation who had the right to be arrogant, it was the one named Jesus. Y'all know Jesus? He's the one that was born of a Virgin Mary. He's the one that was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He is direct lineage from heaven. Direct. Direct lineage. His dad was the creator of all things things. What? His daddy was the one that breathed into your nostrils the breath of life. He was the one that was promised before time began. The one named Jesus is the one that I'm talking about. He was the one that at 12 years old he was found teaching in the temple. He was the one that got lost for doing his father's will. He was the one that was able to turn water into wine. He was the one that was able to turn the world upside down in just three years' time worth of ministry. He was the one that was reared by a man but became the Holy One of God. This is the man named Jesus that I'm talking about. If there is anyone that had the right to be arrogant, it was Jesus. But the Bible says, Paul says in Philippians, his letter to the Philippian church, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being formed of God, not just by God, he was formed of God after God. He was formed of, he was God in the flesh, walking on this earth, being formed of God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. He decided to humble himself and taking the form of a bondservant and becoming in the likeness of men. He was the all-powerful one sitting on the right hand of God and decided to be like filthy, nasty me. He didn't decide he it wasn't robbery for him to be equal to God, but he said, I don't want that because I want the world to be saved. If we lift him, he will draw. My Lord, I don't think there's a church here. 
I'm all by myself now, I feel like. My Lord, who being the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of the bondservant and becoming in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even a death on the cross. He decided to allow himself to die in a way that would make him ridiculed for all of history's life. He allowed himself to be ridiculed because he was crucified on a cross, which allowed for him to be less than the worst of all criminals. Less than the worst of all criminals. The one equal with God was less than the worst of all criminals for you. you and because he decided to humble himself and put his divinity aside and die on a cross and be humiliated for the rest of history in the eyes of men Bible says, therefore, therefore, because he was humble, God also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Those in heaven and in the earth and every tongue should confess yes Lord that Jesus the Christ is Lord the hard part is we want to be exalted but we don't want to be humble We want God to make our names great, but we don't want to make his name great. Can we read this last part right here? I want to read again. To the glory of God the Father. Every knee will bow 
and every tongue will confess that the one who was everything became nothing to save you so that he would be glorified? No! So that God would be glorified. So that God would be glorified. My assignment today is to write the direction of our hearts. It's okay to want to be great. It's okay to think back to times where you were great. It's okay. It's actually good to have a good memory. It's okay. But you know what else? If you want to be great so that you're great, you will get your glory here. And God will not be glorified through your life. In this next season for the Church of the Redeemer Baptist, it is ours, our right and our responsibility to glorify God. And not ourselves. Everybody that comes to this church, we need to come with a humble spirit with a desire to glorify God and not ourselves. Everybody that leaves this church needs to leave knowing that it is ours to glorify God and not ourselves. We come in to worship and we leave here to serve. As we're learning how to pray, as God is calling us to be a people that choose that when things happen to us, we will go to him in prayer. We will be a people that are his people. Psalm 34 kind of people. Called by his name. We will be a humble people. It is ours to do those things in a way that allows for this church to be a city on a hill that the glory of the Lord will be revealed through us. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I would like to pray a prayer of repentance. And I would like to open the altar today to any founder in the room. I would like to open the altar today to any longtime member in the room.
This is hard. But I feel instructed to do it. Anyone who's been a founder of this church that is worshiping with us today, it's okay to be prideful about your church. But it's not okay to put pride for your church above God. Anyone who is a founder, I appreciate you, Deacon. Anyone who is a founder of this church, founding member, anyone who is a longtime member, and longtime I mean 20 years or above, if you would be willing to come to the altar, I'd be grateful. I'd be appreciative. If you're on our virtual campus with us and you're a founding member of the church or you've been, you've been partnering with this church for 20 years or more, I'm appreciative. Come on, good brother. This makes me happy. <laughs> Y'all turn around for me. Do you see why Church of the Redeemer Baptist is what Church of the Redeemer Baptist is? It is because of the sacrifices of these God's people in prayer, in praise, in worship, in testimony, in service to the Lord. It is why this church is what this church is. So today we honor you. We honor you. We pray a prayer of blessing over you. And would you mind turning back around for me one second? We honor you. Prayer, prayer, blessing over you. And as the pastor of this church, I caution you. I caution you. I warn you to not allow your memory to be what you invest in. We are not here for our own glory. We are not here to build a church that people can see. We're here to build a place for the people of God to come and be saved. Yeah. 
So would you join me in prayer? God, I thank you. I thank you for all of the things that you've done for us. Thank you for the ways that you've made, the doors that you've opened, the work of your hands. Thank you for all of the things that you've allowed us as a church to build. You've been good to us. Hallelujah. 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 You have been good to us. You have brought us through so many things. You have kept your word to this church and to these, your people. You've said so many things and we've watched and waited for you to do what you've said and you've never let us down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for teaching us how to be faithful to you because you were so faithful to us. Thank you for making ways out of no way. Rivers in dry places. We praise you and we honor you that you have done so many things through the work of our hands. And today, we put our gifts back on the altar. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we ask you, Lord, to take us into this next 55 years. We ask you, Lord, that you would allow for humility to return to the hearts of these, your people. You told David when he was little in your, his own eyes, it was then that you made him great. Teach us how to be little in our own eyes again. We remember the thousands that would come every Sunday, but teach us how to be little in our own eyes again so that you can exalt us for the glory of God the Father. And we'll thank you. And we'll praise you. Today I ask that you would allow for creative miracles to be given to these, your people. I ask, Lord, that you would give insight, wisdom, and understanding to these that stand here so that it can be shared with those that are coming. And we'll thank you for it and we'll praise you for it. We give this church back to you. That's a great place to praise them, saints. We give this church back to you. And we ask that you would have your way in us, through us, and through this place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for responding. The doors of the Lord's church are open. You don't know the testimonies that stood here. <laughs> you don't understand the way God's worked through the lives that were just standing here. You don't even understand how God's worked through them to become what we see today. 
And if God can do it for them, God can do it for you. The doors of this church are open. If there is anyone that needs to be saved today, that's never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that's never humbled yourself to the point where you can say, I yield, I yield. Now is your time and today is your day. If you're on the screen, type, it's me. I want to be saved today. If you need a church home, this is a beautiful place to call home. If you will need to be restored in your relationship with Christ, now is a time for you to do just that. You know you've walked away and you just need to come back home. Now is the time. Today is the day. We don't want you to come to us. We want you to come to Jesus. If there is one, just join me at the altar. If there's one, just type it's me in the screen, in the comments. You know that song, I Give Myself Away? Give myself away. That one right there, I like it. That one. That one. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away, oh God. Give myself away so you can use me. My life is not my own To you I belong Oh, I give myself I give myself to you My life is not my own To you I belong I give myself give myself to you you can't be arrogant in the presence of the Lord and expect the blessing of God you can be confident but you can't be arrogant humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in to season. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. While the pastor was preaching, you know the Lord gave me a song. Come on. But uh, the song I sang at our wedding, right, to God be the glory. But you probably can sing that better than me. Amen. 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 As we prepare our hearts and get our minds to reflect that all the glory belongs to him. All the honor belongs to him. 
I don't know what your testimony is, but if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where or oh, where would we be? So definitely we humble ourselves in the presence of the all-knowing, all-powerful, the all-present God. Let the church say amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you. God, thank you for that reminder of the perfect position to be in. And that's that position of humility. For with a humble heart, God, you can do marvelous things. So, God, we pray that we will always remain humble. In other words, we will always recognize that there is a God and we're not God. There is a God, one who deserves all of our praise and all of our glory. So, God, as we remain humble, God, we look for you to exalt us in due season. So, Father, we say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his confident confidence upon you. And will the Lord continue to give you peace as we go from this place, but never your presence. Let all of God's people say amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you so much.